0: Yeah, uh, this class will be uh, probably 10 or 11. So this is your introduction to abnormal psychology. Um, Psych 239. The course numbers here the 100 level courses are typically not university transfer. The 200 level courses are uh, 201A, 202A is generally the progression to get to uh, 239. But you don't need both of those. Just I think there's a prerequisite for just one of them. Uh, my name is Dana Layton. for those of you who don't know me. Um, three of you do already. You've already been in my classes. Four. No, you haven't been in my class before, okay. Um, and so uh, if uh, you know if you get particularly anxious after we talk about the requirements for the course, uh, go talk to one of the people who's been in my course before, and maybe they can talk you down a little bit. It's not actually um, all that intense of a course, so um, that's the good news. So what I uh, generally like to do is to find out a little bit about who you are. And that's what I was talking about, these index cards. That's kind of how I find out a little bit about you. So here's some information that I would like to get about you. You're welcome. Cheers. Um, Your name, obviously. That's a good way for me to know how to refer to you. If you have a nickname or preferred name, let me know that. Thanks. And um, what program you're taking here? Uh, that is, are you a university transfer associate's degree? Uh, maybe you're taking a substance abuse certificate, which this is a requirement for that certificate, I think. Uh, or maybe you're in a dental or nursing program or whatever. This would be a good course to take for nursing, by the way. I've had a f- more than a few students who've taken abnormal psych and have gone into psychiatric nursing afterwards. Uh, uh, what you do in your spare time? Do you have any hobbies or pastimes? And I'd like to know why you're taking this course. Uh, for some of you, it may be a required course. For some of you, you're filling a social science requirement or a general education requirement. Uh, for some of you, it might be that you're just curious, and some of you might be interested in uh, maybe even being psychologists. While you're doing that, I'll tell you a little bit about who I am. Uh, as I said, I'm Dana Leighton. I've been teaching here at PCC. This is my second year. Uh, I came here uh, last year from a community college in South Carolina, small rural college, and I had been teaching there for two years. And before that, in 2004, I uh, received my master's degree at the University of British Columbia. When I was there, I was studying social psychology, um, which has mostly to do with the interaction, the individual's response to interactions with uh, self, others, and groups. So uh, it's a little different than abnormal. Um, but it has some crossovers some of what we'll be talking about in here have to do with social interactions and how social interactions affect mental illness, so. And before that, in 2001, I received my bachelor's degree in um, psychology at a very small college uh, in a place that the New York Times called one of the most remote places in the country. A little town called Walla Walla, Washington. About four hours east of here. Um and you know it's basically four or five hours from civilization in pretty much any direction. Um Seattle's four and a half hours, Boise's like five, Portland's like four. Uh Spokane is three hours, but as I'm fond of saying um, whether Spokane is civilization or not is questionable. None of your, are you from Spokane? No. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> oh, you have? Okay. Yeah, it's a really wonderful uh, college, Whitman College. Um, it's full of um, really bright uh, students, so one of the nice things is, in class, you're challenged not only by the instructor, but your fellow students are um, on the ball enough to, um, you know, to propose really interesting, complex ideas. And uh, it's uh, it's a very supportive and nurturing environment. Um, and uh, the faculty are very attentive. Uh, it's a small college with a very small student to faculty ratio. So it wouldn't be uncommon, for example, to have a class size like this there, um, which is uncommon at a college like this. So there's seven of us in the room right now, seven students in the room right now. We'll see if we get another couple who wander in in the next few minutes. Um, what else? Oh, uh, before Whitman... I did my transfer work at community college in California. Uh, I graduated uh, with an associates from Sierra College, which is in the Sacramento area, and I went to about three different community colleges in the Sacramento area too. Um, and so I'm familiar with the community college and the pressures that um, community college students have with trying to balance work and school and maybe home obligations, family obligations. So. Uh, what else? So uh, those of you who are good at math um, maybe are figuring out. Gee, um, let's see. Bachelor's degree in two thousand one. Um, that would have been uh six years ago and he certainly doesn't look like, let's say, 22 plus 6, 28 years old um, and that's true. I actually started at the community college when I was 30. This is my second career. My first career was uh, software development. I did computer programming and systems design for uh, businesses to run their order entry, order processing, inventory, accounting systems. So. That uh, just got, for me, it got boring after about 15 years, and I decided that people are probably more interesting than computers, so here I am studying people. What else to tell you? What else to tell you? Um, Well, I'll tell you that I have uh, personal experience with uh, mental illness. I have family members who've, uh, who have suffered from mental illness and one who actually committed suicide last uh, March as a result of his mental illness. So uh, It suddenly took on more than sort of an academic um, interest to me at that point. It suddenly became very personal, and I didn't really understand... Just the idea that this—that mental illness is a chronic disease. It's—it's it's almost like um, cancer or any other sort of chronic disease that has an often fatal uh, consequence. So it's—it's um, it's you know it's serious stuff we're studying, but hopefully we'll make it somewhat fun. Some of you know some of the abnormal behaviors that we're going to study are actually fairly uh, amusing. Um and so I you know i don't want I don't want us to sort of take it too seriously in the aspect that we lose sight of um that it is actually um interesting and sometimes funny um although people do suffer uh, as a result of mental illness too so we'll kind of look at both sides one of the uh focuses of this course will be um getting a a good perspective of the personal dimension of these disorders. You know, we'll be studying the symptoms, we'll be studying the etiology, you know, where these disorders come from. We'll be studying the treatments, you know, we'll be trying to get an academic understanding of how these things work, Um, but also I've I've structured the course so that you get a fair amount of personal uh, that people sort of testify personally to what it's like to have these disorders and what it's like to be in a body uh, that has these disorders. That's a bit of a dualistic uh, way to put it, but um, it oftentimes feels that way to people who have mental illness, that they're at odds with their mind. You know, they have their their rational mind and then the um, illness, right? Um, I'm not going to ask you that question yet. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the course and how it's going to run. So I'll give you the syllabus. Cheers. Um, so here's how I structure the syllabus. First part has, yep. Oh, whoops. No, you can't. The first part has basically what's in the catalog about this course, the rec- recommended and prerequisites. Um, then I have the required textbooks. There's two, the Sue Sue and Sue book and then the Jamieson book. There's an optional study guide for the Sue Sue and Sue book. Then I have how to contact me. Um, you can physically find me in the social science building. Uh, it's the, let's see, one, two buildings over from this one if you go straight down that way and uh, it's 2.15, so it's on the second floor. It's the Social Science Division office. Talk to the receptionist and she'll tell you how to get there. I have my office hours listed there. Um, I placed some office hours after this class at 1.30. Uh, I'll probably wanna get some lunch between 1 and 1.30, but if you wanna meet with me after class, I'm happy to do that. Um, my email address, webpage information, and chat client information. If you use like the uh, instant messaging programs uh, and you see me online, uh, feel free to get in touch with me there. Uh, I say the best time to get in touch with me is during office hours, but I'm open to making an appointment with you at some time outside of that. And I actually give you a link to look at my uh, calendar and see when I have uh, time available. Second page has an overview of the course. I'll let you read that at your leisure. I do give you a warning that um, this course has a fair uh, fairly heavy reading load um, so you uh, I recommend that uh, you'll set aside somewhere between probably eight and twelve hours a week uh, for the reading for this course um, depending on how fast you read and depending on. Uh, your particular learning style that may be more or less than that. So, uh, some course goals: um, learning how psychologists study abnormal behavior, um, talking about the diagnostic criteria we use for determining if someone has a disorder, um, reviewing the research on etiology um, causes. Um, but also to, I say, complete, more completely appreciate the complexity of experiences had by people with psychological disorders. And so we'll be doing that through uh, an autobiography, a uh, memoir of living with a disorder, the Jameson memoir. And also uh, I've got a bunch of video clips that'll help, uh, help you get an appreciation of that. We'll be learning a little bit about uh, local resources. Um, and I say last but not least, um, have some fun while we do this. How we're going to accomplish those goals is on page three. Uh, the readings, um, that's straightforward. The project, okay. This class, um, I have integrated with this class uh, what's called a service learning uh, curriculum component. Um, what is service learning? Service learning is an opportunity uh, for you to engage with the subject matter in the course in such a way that it actually reaches out beyond the classroom into the community. And so uh, we'll be running a service learning project, uh, which will basically involve um, an awareness and education event um, about a psychological disorder. Uh, we'll sort of talk about what we want to do a little bit later um, in more detail. Um, the one that I have picked out that I would recommend for you, but we can choose something different as a class, is um, uh, eating disorders. And um, what uh, I would recommend, the easiest way to do this project is to Run a information awareness um, and screening program here on campus to actually uh, work with your fellow students about educating them about eating disorders, giving them an opportunity to take a, a self assessment and see whether they're at risk for an eating disorder and stuff like that And um, There's a couple of other ways we can do this um, uh, one i one other I, one other idea that I have. Is that um, we can do it um, in the context of uh, going out more into the community. So, for example, uh, going out to a high school and doing it at the high school level, because um, eating disorders start uh, quite early for, especially for women, uh, and but also for men, uh, it's a it's a problem, and so. Uh, We did this in my section in the fall. We ran a National Depression Screening Day event here where we uh, educated people about depression. We gave them an opportunity to uh, take a self-assessment for various uh, mood disorders and anxiety disorders. And um, one of the things that came out of that was out of the 50 or so people that the counselors saw, um, as part of the screening, um, about a third had attempted suicide uh, once in their life. Um, usually, most of them said when they were about 16. So high school is a real fragile time for uh, for people with disorders. So it may be a worthwhile thing to think about, um, but we'll talk more about that project later. Uh, we're, I'm going over page three on the syllabus. Um, assignments. Um, as part of the uh, service learning project, you'll be writing a self-reflective kind of journal, um, basically just your experiences with uh, being part of the project and reflecting on the disorders and how that affects you and how uh, what you've learned from the uh, process of working with other people and that kind of thing. We have very long classes, four hour classes. These are exhausting for me, and I can imagine they're also um, exhausting for you. So um, I take relatively frequent breaks in this class. Um, I, w- I try to break at least once an hour for about 10 minutes. Um, sometimes I have to go a little longer, sometimes I can go a little shorter. Uh, and I think I will take a little bit longer break at around 11 or a little bit after um, to give you a chance to get a bite to eat because I imagine uh, if you've had breakfast this morning it um, was quite early, So, like I did at 7 o'clock. So. Um, but as I say also, uh, I break it up with um, the use of uh, multimedia and stuff like that, so it's not just me yakking at you. We're going to have um, hopefully um, quite active discussions about Uh, what we're learning here. Grading and Assignments. Okay, so here's how I break out the uh, final grade in this course in terms of the different components. Exams are 60 percent, writing is 15 percent, the project that you're engaging in will be worth 20 percent, and class participation is a mere 5 percent. the reason the class participation is so low, I typically make it 10 to 15 percent, but um, partly the participation is folded into the um, uh, project score, the service learning project. Uh, there will be two exams, um, a midterm exam and a final exam. Um, neither of them is cumulative, so they only cover the material that you're learning either from the beginning of the course or since the first uh, since the midterm, respectively. Uh, so each one is worth 30%. That's a significant piece of your grade, so uh, it'll be worthwhile doing well on those. I typically use um, a combination of multiple choice, fill-in-the-blank, and short answer essay questions on the exams. Um, I always give you a, a study guide prior to the exam, which will list the parts of Uh, the chapters that I'm taking questions from, and that'll help guide your studying uh, in the week prior to the exam. I release that usually about a week before the exam. Um, Absences from the exam. Uh, Please let me know if you'd like to take an exam early. If you know you're going to be absent on an exam day, just let me know and uh, I can arrange to have you take it maybe with another class if I'm taking exams with another class that week or just privately with me or in the division office, so that's not a problem. If for some reason you can't let me know that you were absent and you have an emergency and you can't be there, uh, you can make up the exams, um, but I'll ask you to do that um, before the next uh, scheduled class period. Okay. Writing. There will be one short um, response paper, it'll be um, probably two to four pages generally, um, relatively short and it'll probably be um, a reflection on the memoir that we're reading, An Unquiet Mind uh, by uh, Kay Redfield Jameson. Has anybody read that already by any chance? Okay, so you're a step ahead of the game. Okay. Well, it'll be, I'm sure you'll enjoy rereading it. I've reread it a couple of times, and uh, I always find something new in it when I reread it. So, um, how'd you find it when you read it? Did you find it engaging at all? Good, okay. I've uh, My students last term uh responded real well to it. It occurred to me that if we're gonna do an eating disorders project, that I should have picked a memoir of someone with eating disorders, but it's too late now. Um, Late papers will be accepted, but there's a significant penalty, 50%, so I would advise getting them in on time. I'm happy to give you an extension on the due date uh, if you know in advance that you're, uh, for some reason, not going to be able to get it done. You know, you might have three or four papers scheduled that week. Just let me know ahead of time, and I'll um, uh, help you out with an extension. Plagiarism, uh, do not go to the Internet to find a paper about Kay Redfield Jameson's An Unquiet Mind. Um, first of all, the assignment that I'm going to give you for the paper is probably one that is not easily obtainable on the Internet. But uh, if you feel tempted to do that, uh, be advised that um, I have had students fail this course as a result of plagiarism. So uh, don't do it. Um, don't cheat on exams. Don't, you know, straight and fo- straight straight and narrow. I don't have uh, too much uh, tolerance for that. So then I talk a little bit more in depth about the service learning project on page four, page five. Oh, I talk about how I score that project. Um, basically, your journal uh, accounts for. One third of the score on the project, so just completing and submitting the journal alone i don't actually grade the journal i can't grade your you know subjective experience right so um, it really just is the process of completing it so that's an easy uh, third of the credit. Uh, the other two thirds will be based on your evaluation of your performance and your evaluation of each other's performance um, and I have a um, uh, like a survey form that I give you about um, how you did on each part of the project and how everybody else did. And then I take all that data and come up with a grade. Um, class participation. This is a small class. So you your presence and your attendance here is going to be crucial um, because your voice is going to be a big part of uh, the experience of being in this class. I can't stand up here and talk at you for four hours. So, um, so you're going to be part of, uh, learning, but you're also going to be part of teaching each other. So, um, please, um, contribute to the learning community we have here. Um, I don't keep track of, like, how many questions you ask or how many you answer and come up with some formula to figure out participation. It's really a subjective, mm-hmm. um, evaluation, uh, of your, um, experience here. I say about attendance, um, please come every day that you can. Um, if you have to miss a class, uh, get notes from a classmate or catch up uh, using, um, uh, I record the lectures uh, and I make them available as a download uh, podcast. Um, so if you have to be absent, at least you can catch up with the um, lecture and the discussion that we have here um being late um, if you have to be late please do so quietly um, try to be as uh be like a little tiny mouse um, if you have to leave class early please let me know before class starts and here's why um, just like everybody else i'm subject to my own uh neuroses and insecurities And if um, I'm in the middle of talking about something and someone packs up their stuff and gets up and walks out, then that starts my little neurotic brain going, gee, I wonder what I said wrong. Um, How could I be such an insensitive teacher? Why did I take on this job? What do I, why do I think I should be doing this job? You know, um, teachers should be understanding and um, always be available for their students and never insult them. And what a loser I am, right? And then uh, my lecture deteriorates and, Then I go home and sulk for a couple of days. Uh, I exaggerate, obviously, but but I do go through a little bit of that process. So uh, please let me know if you do have to leave early and I won't do that so much. Um, Cell phones and technology, basically um, turn off your cell phones in class. Uh, I understand that some of you may need to have uh, the ability to receive a call during class, um, and if that's the case, just let me know and that's fine. Um, if you have to use, uh, if you want to use laptops, that's fine, but you limit it to uh, class work rather than something other than classwork. work. Um, questions? I'll let you read this at your leisure and ask me more about it as we go along. Um, So, oh, uh, let me give you one of these. Could you do me a favor on here? Put your name, um, what program you're taking, like if you're a university transfer or substance abuse counseling or whatever, um, what you do in your spare time, like your hobbies or pastimes, and why you're taking this course. Yeah, thanks. Um, okay, so next up is the calendar for this course. And, you're welcome. This is a listing of all of the assignments for the course. When the readings are due, papers, exams, stuff like that. You're welcome. We have 11 weeks together, including the final, so, we're gonna be moving right along on this stuff uh typically you'll be reading two chapters uh per week so um, uh you'll need to you know sort of keep up on the reading and not fall behind because if you fall behind one week you're then reading excuse me four weeks plus um, you're typically going to be reading uh a fair amount of the uh, Jameson book, so um, it would be hard to fall behind. Um, I list uh, the topics that we'll talk about in class that week, the reading assignments that are due for that class session. So uh, for week two, uh, we're gonna do some planning for the um, service learning project, but we're also gonna be talking about um, uh, contemporary Views of Abnormality and Perspectives on Abnormal Behavior. Um, and so you'll want to read Sue Sue and Sue chapters 1 and 2 uh, before we meet next Friday. And in-class exercises is things that I schedule to be doing sort of in-class time. Uh, so we'll actually, there's a couple things I have in here, group work things that we'll be doing, but we'll be doing more than that. Um, we start talking about the Jameson memoir in week three. So in addition to the t- chapters three and ten and so, so and Sue, so, uh, you'll also be reading the prologue in part one of Jameson. Um, I think you'll find the reading for, you know, when you read the Jameson book, you don't have to, you know, read it intently for content. It's not like reading the textbook where you have to read that relatively intently to get the content. Um, the uh, Jameson book will be more of a, um, almost like a pleasure read, um, but I do want you to kind of just be aware of the themes, but we'll have a discussion uh, on week three. Uh, we'll discuss the prologue in part one in class and see if we can draw out some uh, themes and similarities that you find. Um, the fifth week has your midterm which will include uh, five chapters, one through four, eight and 10. And then um, the service learning project I've tentatively put in in week eight. That is um, National Eating Disorders Awareness Week. So if we do the Eating Disorders Project, that would be the logical week to do it in, but we don't have to do it that week either. Um, the service learning journals will be due the week after that. Uh, there's a paper for the Unquiet Mind, which will be due just before the final, and then we have the final. Uh, please be advised this calendar is subject to change. Um, things happen. Mm, I would I could say something else, but I'm in the on the podcast, so I won't say the um, swear word. Uh, Things happen and I may need to adjust the calendar. If so, I'll notify you uh, in class and by email um, that I've had to change the calendar. Uh, The smallest number of revisions I've ever had for one of my course calendars I think is two um, and the largest is seven. So, um, they seem to be getting fewer as I as I teach more and more each term I teach, I seem to be getting a little better at figuring out the scheduling, so won't change too much. Yes, I have an answer. Mhm Good question, yeah, yeah actually uh the the exam itself will probably take you only about an hour to an hour and a half, and I don't have anything else scheduled for that class period. Um, that gives me a little bit of flexibility in case I need to throw something in after the exam, like we may want to um do some uh, service learning project planning after the exam or something like that but i'll try I try not to have you read material for lecture. That it's going to come after the exam. Um, Those of you who have taken Intro Psych uh, in memory, um, what's it called when uh, later learning interferes with your memory for prior learning? Do you remember? What's that? It's a form of interference. Proactive interference. Yeah, and um, so I try not to create a situation where I'm Creating proactive interference. So that's why I try not to do any lecture after exams uh, if I can avoid it. Um, okay. have to have Yes, please. Yeah. Um, this class is not easy. Um, on the other hand, this class isn't really, really hard either. Uh, for one thing, I, I, you know those of you who have taken me in Intro Psych know that I talk about this, the idea that um, many people will come into an Intro Psych course, especially, thinking, oh, it's just all common sense. But then they find out, gee, I have to learn a real vocabulary and stuff like that. We're going to be learning another set of vocabulary, but your experience in Intro Psych will really help you out in terms of being able to understand the vocabulary that we're learning when we talk about um, psychological disorders and mental illness. So, um, the psych department here has pretty high expectations. Um, you're not just, re- you know, thought, we just don't uh, want you to memorize material, but to actually do some critical thinking too. Um, I have relatively high personal expectations of you and of myself. But as I said, I've been in your shoes before, and so I know um, that uh, that sometimes life gets in the way of learning. So uh, I'm really quite flexible and understanding. Uh, and in that regard, uh, you are lucky in some ways to be taking this course uh, at a community college where you have a lot more access to the faculty than you would at a large university. Um, so take advantage of that. I'm available to help you in this course. That's really my my main job here. And um, so office hours, make appointments with me. Um, you may want to form study group um, before the exam, stuff like that. Uh, let me talk about the textbook. The required uh, textbook for this course is Su Su and Sue. Essentials of understanding abnormal behavior. Um, this is what's known as a, um, brief version of the textbook. Susu and Sue have a, have a larger version called, um, I just think just called Understanding Abnormal Behavior. And this is sort of a condensed version of that larger textbook. Does anybody have a copy here by any chance? Can you pull it out for me? Thanks. So, um, when I reviewed the textbooks for this course, this uh, stood out mostly because I think that the writing is actually quite good. Um, it uh, reads quite well. Um, it has all of the essential information that you need to know about these disorders, but what it doesn't have that the, the more advanced, uh, that the more advanced, that the thicker version of this book has are some like you know tables and boxes with personal anecdotes and stuff like that. But I'm supplementing that with um, class discussion and lecture and uh, videos. The one weakness this does have is it doesn't do a lot with dsm uh criteria and diagnosis and diagnostic stuff. So I'm going to be supplementing that with um, uh, Uh, with photocopies for you. Um, Each chapter is relatively short because it is an essentials book. Um, So, let's see how big, for example, chapter uh, one and two combined uh, is about 60 pages. So, um, hopefully that won't be too bad for one week's worth of reading. And each set of two chapters is right around that same amount, so um, I'd like your um you know as we go along, I'd like your feedback on the textbook too um how you uh how you find it in terms of reading, how you find it in terms of coverage of the material. I think it's quite good also it's a lot less expensive um mm-hmm. typically the the ver- the book that I would use instead of this is um, a book by uh, Altman's. And that book I think would cost you about $130. I think this one is 80 or 90 at the bookstore. So um, I think it's a lot more affordable. So that's why another reason that I chose it. You can get a study guide, which um, gives you um, like uh, practice tests, um, fill-in-the-blank kinds of testing questions. I advise it. Uh, the reason that I do that is what we know from research on learning and memory is that the best memory performance gains come not from com- continually studying and restudying material, but rather studying and testing yourself. That process of finding out what you don't know through the, your self-testing actually results in learning gains that um, that don't come from just continually studying. So I will recommend that you think about picking that up. Um, any questions on the text first? Supplemental reading. Um we're going to read uh whoops, I'm sorry. Jameson's An Unquiet Mind. I don't know why that picture went away. Um, oh yeah, I do. I made a change to the slide that I forgot. So An Unquiet Mind uh, is a small trade paperback book. Uh you should be able to find both of these books at the bookstore used. Um, uh or you can get it new if you want to. Uh, through the bookstore or through another source. And as I said, that's going to be a memoir of uh, Kay Redfield Jameson. She is a psychiatrist and psychologist uh, and she developed uh, bipolar disorder while she was... Uh, well, it it fully developed while she was undergraduate uh, in college and uh, in graduate school. And it's about her experience of living um, with bipolar disorder, but also living with the family of a bipolar disorder, and her experience of social support and her social networks, and how that affects her disorder. So it's um, it's really quite uh, quite a good read, um, and you can read. I I read through it pretty quickly, and I don't read very fast, so it should uh, should go easily for you. Um, Service learning. As I said, uh, the service learning project is a way for you to be of service, um, having learned what you've learned about uh, what we'll learn about eating disorders, and um, to provide um, screening, referrals, education, and um, what's really important in abnormal psych and in mental illness is reducing the stigma that's associated with mental illness. Um, it's a real problem in our society. Having a psychological disorder is very stigmatizing. Pe- and it's partly because people don't really understand psychological disorders very well. Oftentimes they'll think of a psychological disorder or a mental illness as a weakness of will, you know, something weak about the person if they're um, depressed or something. Why don't you just, you know, in this culture, it's like why don't you just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, right? Um, this is very individualistic kind of culture. And so, um, uh, one of the things that this does is it brings the disorders out into the public and says, "Hey, look, this thing's not really as scary as it, as you think it is, and it's, um, you know, it's something that's treatable. It's something that uh, people live with every day. So, um, it also, if we do the screening. Um, we'll also be part of a national data collection effort looking at um, prevalence of eating disorders on college campuses nationwide. So not only are you serving the community here, you're serving also uh, uh, the greater um, knowledge base. And my students generally find that it's fun. Um, you've got a lot of latitude with how you do it. Uh you can make it as fun as you want or you can make it as very, you know, serious and academic as you want. So um, and as I said you've got two ways uh well I'll use two ways of assessing your uh success and performance, um, the journals and then these uh peer evaluations. I have I'm trying to think of what the grades have been for the service learning project. I've never had someone get less than, I think, a B grade on the service learning project. Um, uh, Generally, people respond to this really well, and, um, uh, and as a result, I can give them a good evaluation for it. Um any questions on that service learning stuff? Yeah. Um, sure. Um I, well, we haven't, you know, I haven't quite settled on exactly what we're going to do, but basically um you will be uh planning, um organizing and running an event to um raise awareness of these disorders. So, um there's an organization called uh, Screening for Mental Health and uh, they, provi- they provide they uh, provide a kit of materials that'll help you to actually plan, organize, and put on this event which includes um, publicity materials, it includes uh, uh, educational materials like a DVD or videotape that you can play, um, uh, uh, information about how to run these events, and um, uh, you know, basically it's it's your project and you can really do it any way you want um, and approach it any way you want. What do you want to know specifically? Yes. Uh, a little bit of both. Um, I will recommend that you do it in the Campus Center because that's where there's more traffic of people. And also um, I will recommend that you do it near the counseling center because we'll have the, uh, we'll be coordinating with the counseling center and the counselors to, um, if we do the screening part, which is optional, but I think we should. Um, if we do the screening part, uh, the participants, people will walk up to the table and you'll say, you know, would you like to take a screening for risk disorders for eating disorders? And they go, yeah. And so they fill out a screening form. And if they score uh, high enough, then the counselors will help them find a referral to um, a service agency that can help them uh, get treatment for the eating disorder. Um, what we also have done in the past, and what I recommend is um, you'll also, the best thing for you to do would be to go out to local merchants um, or maybe businesses that you know of, and solicit prize donations, and have a prize drawing. And that way, it kind of gives someone a reason to come up to the table and sign up for the prize drawing. Oh, but while you're doing the prize drawing, do you want to fill out the the uh, screening form, right? Um, and so last time we gave away um, the one of the that we gave away two uh, spa treatments at. The some hot springs, Bonneville. Hot, does that sound right? Bonneville hot springs. Uh, we gave away um, uh, two free massages. Um, one of my students is a massage therapist, and he brought his massage chair and gave chair massages while people were hanging out. Um, and so you can make it this real kind of, and, and it's and it's inc- that's a really good thing to do. Make it a, a festive event. Don't make it like, oh God, you know you have an eating disorder that must be terrible you know draw people in using the excitement of the event right so and you have a lot of latitude in how you do it it's your project it's not mine so um, the success of the project depends on you and your energy and your creativity really so yep yep everybody will be participating Um, if this were a bigger class I could break it up into two or three groups, and we could have two or three um, projects, but um, in a class size like this. Uh, We ran it last time with seven or eight people, so uh, it shouldn't be a problem in this class. It's not really that much work, Um, and it's more fun than it is work, really. Um, I uh, will be your liaison, partly. Uh, for working with the administration and getting the resources you need, just let me know what you need and i 've got some ideas and suggestions and I can actually show you some videotape of what the um, project looked like last term uh, i haven 't edited it yet, but um I can show you the unedited version. Other questions anything that, any other questions or concerns okay. It uh I think you'll find it um my students in the past have really responded well to it so You know one of the things we did uh this was in South Carolina when I ran the eating disorders event there uh I'm a sort of a thrift store junkie right And so I was out at a thrift store and I saw this um one of these like professional kind of bathroom scales with the big dial on it that has your weight right and so um, I modified it where I took the numbers off the dial and I put things like um, uh, fabulous and um, smart and um, gorgeous and stuff like that instead of numbers for weights, right? So it's a way to kind of change your, you know, it's like, hey, come and check out your weight, right? And then I go like, no. and like well you can find out if you're fabulous yeah so, so yeah okay so as I said, the journals um, are basically going to be reflective. it's not like a research paper you know it's your experience and that's what I want to read about um, what your experience with this uh, event was. Um, I may give you specific questions to respond to. Um, uh, and you can do it pretty much any way you want. Do you want to do it handwritten? Do you want to do it on a computer? Do you want to make it a blog? You know, if you, can, if you know how to do blogs. Or um, do it in like a mailing list or do it as a public forum with everybody contributing all together. We can talk about different ways we want to handle that. So, um, but it's important that uh, your writing be confidential and anonymous. So uh, these get a little bit dicey when you start talking about confidentiality and anonymity, so. Um, Here's some things that you will need for this class. You'll need uh, two Scantrons for the um, midterm and the final. And the ones you need are like a half page format. And it's um, 882E is the form number and it has um, 50 questions on each side. Um, There's another one that's like a half-page format, but it has 25 questions on each side and that's the incorrect one. But even if you get to the midterm or the final and you don't have the right Scantron, there's plenty of time to run over to the bookstore and get one anyway, so. And then uh, you need number two pencils for the Scantrons. And you might Uh, Have a journal lying around that you can use, or maybe you want to pick one up. So that's really all you're going to need for the class, besides your brains and your creativity. Any questions so far? Yes, you'll be turning it into me. Um, I will read it uh, and uh, return it to you. Or shred it if you don't take it back. Okay, um, let's take a break now.